0: Hebrews chapter 11, verses 32 through 34. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign
1: armies to flight. Judges 4, 14 through 22. And Deborah said to Barak, up! For this is the day in which the Lord has given us Sisera into your hand. Does not the Lord go out before you? So Barak went down from Mount Tabor with 10,000 men following him. And the Lord routed Sisera and all his chariots and all his army before Barak by the edge of the sword. And Sisera got down from his chariot and fled away on foot. And Barak pursued the chariots and the army to Harosheth Hagawim. And all the army of Sisera fell by the edge of the sword. Not a man was left. But Sisera fled away on foot to the the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite. For there was peace between Jabin the king of Hazor and the house of Heber the Kenite. And Jael came out to meet Sisera and said to him, Turn aside, my lord, turn aside to me. Do not be afraid. So he turned aside to her into the tent, and she covered him with a rug. And she said to her, And he said to her, Please give me a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. So she opened up a skin of milk and gave him a drink and covered him. And he said to her, Stand at the opening of the tent, and if any man comes and asks you, Is anyone here? Say no. But Jael, the wife of Heber, took a tent peg and took a hammer in her hand, and she went softly to him and drove the tent peg into his temple until it went down into the ground while he was lying fast asleep from weariness. So he died. And behold, as Barak was pursuing Sisera, Jael went out to meet him and said to him, Come, and I will show you the man whom you are seeking. So he went into her tent, and there lay Sisera, dead, with the tent peg in his temple. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. So this is a really interesting one
0: because in the story of Barak, really the woman do the heavy lifting. You know, Deborah kind of, is like dude get out of here like you gotta go fight this battle and then jl you know goes total beast mode and and drives a tent peg through this brother's head
1: yeah do you think any parents have already turned this episode off in the <laughs> car with the kids I know, I know. maybe but uh, this one was not in the jesus storybook bible this is definitely this one, is one of the that stories pause i was car taught as like a little kid and was
0: like
2: yeah
1: um but they don't make a lot of Christian wallpaper with this scene. Flannel They don't do a lot of, dance, yeah. yeah, and, no, yeah.
0: I, So one of the questions that came to mind just for myself, when I started, you know, when you see Barack in this Hall of Faith and then you see that he actually doesn't get this like huge spotlight in his story, but there's actually sort of, especially in that culture, what would have been dishonor, you know, he mm-hmm. had to, mm-hmm. he, he kind of bowed out to Deborah and everything. Is like the author of Hebrews 11. Is he kind of sexist and not including the woman? But then, you know, we see he has, you know, commended the faith of Sarah, of Rahab. It's clearly not that. And I think what we can really see in this story is that faith erases dishonor mm-hmm. and that even that mustard seed of faith, you know, people who, in the eyes of the world, maybe even in the eyes of God's people, are not held up in the greatest honor. That because of e- even the slightest faith in the Lord, uh, they are. It's counted to them as righteousness, and they are seated in glory with the Lamb of God. So, what are y'all's thoughts on this passage?
1: Well, you know, Deborah was actually the judge, mm-hmm. and that's like important to note that she was the the female judge, and so he really is like um, Barack Really is a undergirding character in the story Hmm. but she was a judge and a prophetess and so she's in charge and she really seeks to raise up male leadership right she's in a spot where she can say you men should step up here Mm -hmm. yeah and And she almost
2: commissions barack right yeah yeah yeah
1: Yeah. so i mean hats off to deborah who was the prophetess the judge Mm -hmm. who says look the men are not they're not fulfilling their role Mm and i think the lord uses her to yeah. to call out barack and thank the lord barack steps up yeah and you know he he's he's a little scared here and there <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but he still has faith and says okay yeah you uh, know especially i think part but i don't what do you guys think i think part of the reason that he is listed is because there was such a lack of faith going on in israel at this point in time yeah i
2: yeah i think you're right i I think what's happening here and this is, this is certainly me, you know, conjecturing a little bit, but you know, I think this story begins with Barack where <coughs> Deborah tries to commission him and say, Hey, you go and do this thing. And and as a result, you will receive honor and it's going to essentially go well with you. And he says, no, um, yeah. you, you need to go with me. Mm-hmm. And if you do not go with me, then I will not go. And And so you get this this line that's sort of sad for Brock, but, and she said, I will surely go with you. Nevertheless, the road on which you are going will not lead to your glory, for the Lord will sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. And then Deborah rose and went with Brock. So initially he, he balks, but um, what I think we're seeing in, in this passage is that God is, he is purposed to work through the history of Israel in such a way that he will one day bring his son and uh, and provide the savior of the world, and so he's going to work through very imperfect people, people who who bounce off the walls over and over and over again, but nevertheless get to where uh, God's intended purpose for them. You know, so if you're thinking of bowling and and, and you've got the the bumpers up the the judges and the prophets are filled with people who are just bouncing off of the bumpers yeah. on the way to the pens and i feel like yeah. we see something like that happening here where barack doesn't nail it he doesn't stick the landing necessarily but imperfectly he he gets where the lord's wanting him to go and the result is is that israel's preserved the people of god are uh, uh are taken care of and they're able to live to fight another day and see another day, and the end result is, is they get to a point where um, Jesus is able to ultimately come from them and redeem them.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, you know, the, what we see is, a, is a, in the New Testament, it's, it, it's called the Lord perfecting our faith. Right. Um, and what we're seeing that lived out here, like uh, with yesterday's example and with today, we're seeing these, these folks who were like scared and still faithful. Yeah. And I think that's encouraging for me and hopefully really. for a lot of people. It's it's okay to be a little nervous to obey the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that's better than disobedience. Yeah. Shake, shaky knees are like it's okay to have have a little bit of fear and still say yes.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And and to recognize that you know you're not being inauthentic if you because you have fear nevertheless Nevertheless, act and do what's right in light of that fear. Mm-hmm. Like that's not. I think a lot of us fear in inauth- in to the point where we we say, "Okay, I'm a little bit afraid," or "I'm feeling something." So therefore, mm-hmm. uh, in in um, a desire to be transparent or desire to be authentic, I'm just going to not do the thing that that I'm not feeling necessarily for whatever reason. I think here we have a great example of of Barack being nervous or fearful or or for what whatever reason he decides that he doesn't want to go and do what he's been commissioned to do but god being gracious provides for him and he does it anyway mm-hmm. and and i think that's good for us to realize that that's actually integrity doing what's right even when we don't feel like doing it even when there are reasons for us not to do it but nevertheless doing it anyway that's a good thing and yeah. and, and it's yeah. good for us to lean into that and sometimes do hard or fearful things because we're living ultimately for the glory of God and not for the glory of self,
0: absolutely. And and just a good reminder <clears throat> that you know all throughout the whole faith, the, these sorts of stories are a good reminder that you know while while great religious performance and whatever might magnify certain individuals, true faith magnifies God. Amen. It makes much mm-hmm. of of the object of the faith and. and you know I think that's what's amazing about the story of Gideon the story of Sarah, the story of Rahab is there's really not a ton of material to dig into how awesome the person is, but there's a lot to dig into how merciful and patient God is with those right. people yeah
2: and, you know just real quick since you asked earlier is the author of Hebrews sexist um I think we we have to realize that the author of all of the scriptures backing up, the Lord is clearly not sexist. I mean, the story here really does shine this wonderful, beautiful light on uh, the importance of women in God's kingdom purposes. And so we see uh, a wonderful light shown on Deborah. And in fact, she's one of the judges and the prophetesses or prophets that is cast in the best light. Mm -hmm. And then you see this this, uh, faithful act uh, of of JL the woman uh, putting the tent back into the dude's yeah. yep. skull. So, uh, but both highlight yeah. women and their important role.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I was just just thinking we need to round out the the this time by mentioning JL, and I'm glad you did because mm-hmm. you know the, the way the way so much of the Old Testament is written, it's written in the the stories, the Psalms, a lot of them are written with bookends. Mm-hmm. And so, if you look at the start and you look at the end, there's probably some similarities, and then the the middle. Is is there for a reason. And so in the middle we have Barack, but at the front end we have Deborah, and at the back end of the story we have JL. And you see Deborah's faith spurs on Barack. Mm. Barack's faith spurs on this whole army, pushes mm. out Sisera, and then JL realizes yeah. her her role to play. Mm. And so there is something cool to yeah. hey, maybe a little act of faith, a little act of obedience on my part, mm. maybe somebody else. It's a great word. we we'll kind of catch the bug. It's a great yeah. word. Yeah. All right. Well, another really helpful day in
0: uh, Hebrews and Judges for Thomas Nelson and Jackson Randall is Will Carlisle. We'll see you tomorrow. Another sunny day of Hebrews 11.
2: Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant. And Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you